Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's Season 3. I have a guest here today that left a relationship, and she did so because we had a random conversation. We actually tried to record a podcast a couple of months back, and it wouldn't record. And anytime I know when a podcast won't record, I know it's something sacred or it shouldn't be on record. It just doesn't allow me to. And in that conversation, I told my guest today that she should leave a relationship and the consequences of having a baby with this man. And it took her some time to heal and work through that. And her guides worked with her and she ended up leaving. So she switched her timeline. And when you switch your timeline, you're literally altering karma. You're changing you're changing your whole life. And so, you know, when we're offered opportunities, you can either take them or you can stay in the old. And she chose to take the path less traveled. And so this is our conversation about that. It's a conversation about jumping off a bridge, trusting the universe, manifesting a partner, looking at spiritual bypassing, looking at your practice to get you through the really deep and dark, hard times. Um, If you have any questions about all of this, give me a an email at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. You can find more information on my work at mysticalmotherhood.com and my books Fertile and Mystical Motherhood are both on the front page of my website and available on Amazon. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a star rating, tell your friends and always feel free to reach out to me. I hope you enjoy and get a lot from this. Thanks. Because I know whatever comes up is going to benefit whoever needs to listen. It's really interesting. Like people will write me and be like, exactly what you said is exactly what I needed to hear. Right. right. So it doesn't really matter what it is to me. It just is kind of whatever needs to be heard. Yeah. Um, I feel there's an interesting thing that's happening is that I don't feel my, the spirits with me anymore since I left that relationship. Um, and I never even felt them much when I was with him in, you know, I told you about like the meditations and stuff that we were doing. We started doing the work. I could feel them when I was away and they were chatting with me when I was doing my own work and they were kind of giving me, you know, that's when it was like, this isn't safe. I don't feel, you know, speaking kind of through that. And then, um, now I'm just like, I don't feel them, um, back in that space of, yeah, how to call in a healthy relationship. Um, I went like off the, you know, I was like doing so well with my diet and everything for the last six months. Everything was so great. And then right when that relationship ended, it was just like I was drinking and smoking and not sleeping and drinking tons of coffee. And and then it ended up making me feel like shit. So, um, <clears throat> so Jen... To everyone who's listening, Jen just left a relationship and she was going to possibly have a baby with this man. And Jen and I had a talk and I highly recommended her not to. So people come to me for all kinds of things. And a lot of, I focus on having babies come down and I saw the end result of it. And so I don't always tell every woman who comes to me to have a child and that even in the clinic, I said, you know, I say, you know, you might want to get this in order or you, you know, you may need to work, wait four or five months or you need to work on, you know, your self-esteem and your eating disorder first because we're not all ready, right, whatever in that moment, or it might not be the right man. And so Jen just went through a ma- major transformation because she was determined to have a baby with him, but she basically just missed a crash and burn. And so sometimes the angels come in. And they come in in random forms and in random healings and random people to speak through, to say, run. Mm. Run, run, or you will die. 
or you were mm-hmm. going to car crash. And so that's what happened to Jen. And so she didn't listen for a little while because the, the, the pattern wants to play out. And the pattern usually, usually in most of our lives wins. And so what happens when we start to kind of awaken or go on the spiritual journey is, let's say a relationship that we might have crashed and burned in for two years, maybe eight months, maybe 10 years, something we really shouldn't have married or been with or created, we begin to become faster at catching those relationships, even in friendships, transfer this to a bad friend. It's like, rather than like continue to be bad friends with them, it's like, no, you have to say no. And then you have to um, say no quicker. And then the quicker Mm -hmm. you literally like, and I'm going to teach you how to, uh, how I manifested a much better relationship. And then I'm going to teach everyone as we go along and what I did and how I almost crashed and burned and someone came and saved me. And so what happens is then you'll begin to, once your self-esteem is raised and you begin to gain more self-worth, you will be able to say no quicker and kind of, and once your intuition grows, you'll be able to know with more precision that that relationship, like let's say you start dating again, that the man who comes in or even the girlfriend or whoever, or the job, transfer our conversation today over to a job you're being offered. Transfer it to a girlfriend that's coming in. Transfer it to, you know, like an opportunity. And so we're just going to talk about it in the form of men or relationships today because that's like very common for people. But we're going to get tested on our self-worth as we like. So we have, first have we have to create what we want what we need and actually like say like, this is what I need in a man. This is what I need in a job. This is what I need in a friendship in my community or whatever. Then the universe will come along. And, you know, I got this from Lacey Phillips and whoever's listening. There's a lot of manifestation stuff out there and about like, Oh, just be like happy and like really, really happy. (laughs) And you're going to create it. And like Lacey Phillips is like, fuck that. Um, no, you've got to get to your belief systems of like, why do you think you're not worthy of it? Where in your childhood did you have some subconscious pattern that, you know, creates a boundary between you and your highest destiny? And then once you begin to gain the self-worth around actually manifesting that high relationship or that high job or making the more money or whatever, the universe is going to bring you a series of tests and expanders. That's what Lacey Phillips, this is not my work. This is Lacey Phillips work. Listen to her podcast. Not this is, I'm just repeating her work, go to her stuff. Um, but she, and and for me, it, it helped me so much to get through the shit faster. So I was relation, I was manifesting a very high relationship and I knew I was on a crash and burn earlier. And somebody came in just like I did for you and took me out of that crash and burn. And then I came for you. So I got that gift. So then I gave it to you. And then I started to define what I wanted. And I had never done that for myself because I sort of just took what came along because my self-esteem was there. Hmm. And so then I started to say, well, what do I really want in a man? And I had to experience different men that come, came along. So I started dating. And the dating created, you know, various aspects of these men. So, like, one was a Frenchman, and I liked the way he dressed. He smelled really nice. I didn't know he could exist, you know. One was a soccer player, not a soccer player, a rugby player. I liked that. And I didn't like the other parts of him, right? So I liked the different parts of these men. And so it's like you begin to paint a picture of what you want, But you also have to, your self-esteem can't get attached to these tests that come along of will you go down the path that you were once on or is your self-esteem high enough now to trust that you can manifest what you really need? Mm. That just flowed out of me. So go ahead and keep speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, it was so, so mental because I did know that this, I could see the pattern playing out like we had discussed. If, you know, I was with this man and with his addictions and with his behavioral patterns, then that, you know, like the epigenetics and everything, I could see how much um, that would affect my child. And then I just thought, then I just started 
for his lack, I started doing so much more. It's like, okay, then I'll compensate for all of that. And I'll do all of this and I'll do all of this and I'll do all of this and I'll do all of this. And I was exhausted. And it was, you know, two weeks before we were going, you know, I had just had my, I had just had my menstrual cycle and we had started working on meditating and he was doing all the things with me. It just never felt right. And so it was hard because there was this coyote energy of being kind of tricked, like, he was doing everything that that I had wanted, but it wasn't real and genuine and the work wasn't really happening. He was sitting with me, doing the meditations, doing the chanting and the kriyas. And, but it was just like, oh, you know, he just really wanted to have a baby. He wanted to have a baby and it didn't matter to him that he needed, you know, he didn't feel the need necessarily to actually do the genuine deep work to help bring higher consciousness on the planet as much as I could discuss that with him. So it was just so hard because there was so many tricky little things about it. And, but that deep intuition in me, you know, that just kept being like, this isn't safe. This isn't safe. This isn't how you want it to go. It can, you know, it can have all the vernacular and everything, but it didn't have that feeling. It didn't, so I just, I felt tricked, you know, and I, I tricked myself, of course. I allowed myself to, um, to move in the ways that was comfortable and, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. And I, it almost feels like I had like a spiritual abortion. Like that's how like deep my pain is. Like I felt so close to that child coming in and then it's just gone and I don't feel it anymore after leaving that relationship. And I feel really devastated and I've not even been able to fully express that until right now. Mm-hmm. Cause we're just opening space for that. Yeah. So just like you can, can, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, this is just coming out. Um, so if you want this baby, first off, I've talked about this in other podcasts, but the heart opening of humanity is real. Mm-hmm. And we will either create or we will, we will ask others on a spiritual level to re- recreate for us a heartbreak, absolute heartbreak. And I had to go through it last year and other people over the next seven years, supposedly, everyone's going to go through it. And so you may hear of more people having lung problems, more flus, more heart, heart attacks, more everything. And, and this is necessary as we move in, into this new age to have the heart open to get out of the mind. And so you're going to crash and burn as you go through it. But the other side is a lot more joy and, and abundance and self-worth and love. And so these things you're going through are super painful, but just recognize you're going to get what you want, but it's Mm -hmm. better to get it than, I mean, we could play out the, the two different roles of like, if you had that baby with that man or the man you're supposed to have the baby with, like, I mean, just, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're also having a spiritual abortion because there's a part of you that's like, you're almost, you collapsed a timeline. Yeah. And so like, for example, when I left my husband, I had been doing that for probably seven to 10 lifetimes with different Mm -hmm. men, like the same pattern. When I left him, not only did I clear it out for, I mean, that might even be more lifetimes. Not only did I clear it out for all those lifetimes that I would have done it again. I was stuck. But like I cleared it out for my kids and I cleared it out for anybody who meets me and wants that gift from me because I just gave the gift to you. Yeah. That's how much that pain of leaving transferred to, to other people is I was able to to then give the gift to you and change your life. Mm-hmm. And so as we go through this extreme pain, I can now save maybe thousands of women from a crash and burn. That's insanity. That's mm-hmm. crazy powerful. Yeah. But I had to, so if I can go through that for one year or whatever, right? I now, then I have it in my system that I can look at my biggest fear in, in the face, my biggest demon or whatever, which really had nothing to do with my relationship at all. It was myself mm-hmm. and, 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 and collapse the timeline. And so 
it's the collapsing of the timeline that's probably goes back and forth that is going to shift you. And so it's not just the spiritual baby that you're collapsing. It's an entire life you would have lived. Mm-hmm. It's an entire life you would have lived that you're now your consciousness is like, fuck. But when you, sorry to swear, but that's what's required. Because when you jump, so back to Lacey Phillips, when you jump off a cliff, she put it in such a way and I, and it happened for me. So she's like, when, so I jumped, when I left my marriage, I jumped off a cliff. I jumped off a cliff. I I completely, completely like, like none other than I've ever jumped off of my four. I have become so magnetic now as a result of jumping off that cliff blindfolded that I have created so many wonderful things in my life. Like fertile came out of that. My amazing job came out of that. I have amazing two kids. I live in a beautiful church. I live in Brooklyn. This life is just, I couldn't have painted a better picture. I'm right by my yoga studio. I have a community, but I couldn't have ever seen that without jumping on the cliff. So when the, Mm -hmm. when, once you jump off the cliff, which you just did, so congratulations, let's all clap (laughs) for Jen for jumping, um, because you're going to become incredibly magnetic right now, because not only did you collapse the timeline and so that timeline now needs to be filled. So let's say like, so if we become back to the priestess, we become the creator of our, our world. So we can not only conceive a child, but we can conceive a husband. And one of my greatest teachers said this. So if you have anything to write down, begin to like, think about this. So I believe I like, we are, we can conceive whatever we'd like in the womb as women. We can create whatever we want to. If we're not creating a child, create something in your life and begin to paint a picture of it. And that's what these ancient priestesses did. And this is like as above, so below. So as I, I was creating a really high relationship and I had to, six months ago, I began meeting that man in my psyche, finding him in space and time, recreating mm-hmm. a timeline with him and, and giving him the signs of like where to meet me, how to find me, what to show me when he met me and mm-hmm. how I would know it was him. And so I, I did this, like as the ancient priestesses would do, six months ago, starting in August, I called him in, I conceived him in my womb, I wanted the highest relationship I could find, and um, I, we don't know if it's forever, we don't know anything, all we know is it's something better than I've ever experienced, so now I'm experiencing that, and I've healed that, but I had to conceive him like I conceive a baby, and if you're listening if you're trying to conceive a higher job or you want to raise or you want a thing, you've got to create it in the higher realms and then mm-hmm. it will kind of saturate down and become real. Like a baby, a baby that's hovering around you, it's, it's, it's right there. And a baby can also help you find the husband. So you can talk to the baby and say, okay, you want to come through, find your dad. If you need, if, if you want to come through and you need money and I can, I can have you, but this is the reality of this earth plane. And so we're super multidimensional mm. and, and we have to begin to understand as women, how powerful we are. So the Hathors of ancient Egypt and, you know, all these ancient women, they would create from sound, they would create from their minds, they would create from harmony. And this is what fertile is all about. It's the creation from the elements and so begin to build your life in these high, this is alchemy, this is alchemy. You be, you be, you create and you manifest yourself. You are God and you be, you become the highest God self in your manifestations and you build it in these higher realms as if it's like you're forming it in quantum space and time. And cause that, and so that, that timeline of yours needs to be filled. Hmm. So don't fill it with the sabotagers again. So you're going to have many tests. If you start dating right now, you're going to get that same guy because your frequency is the same. Hmm. You're going to get that same guy and you're going to be like, oh, it's him. He's different. But again, remember like what I told you, you have to date the man in front of you, not the man you hope they're going to become. Mm -hmm. And it's also with a job. Is the job in front of you what you want, not what you hope it's going to be? Is the house what you like? Would you move into a house you don't like? No. And we think that humans are, you know, like if a human is a house, would you walk in that bathroom? No. Yeah. 
because we cannot change them. But so take these different. So do you have any, do you have any questions? How no, is this no. feeling? Is this making sense to you? It is making sense to me. Yes. Um, I feel. And maybe that's the ego that needs to be deconstructed because I feel I get frustrated where I'm like, I've done the work, right? Like I feel, and it's, um, and that might just be bypassing, you know, some part of my ego that's wanting me to bypass some of like more of the deeper work or, um, so there's a frustration that builds inside of me where I'm like, I felt like I'm there. And yet, you know, if I look at my external world, it's like, I'm not there. <laughs> so to come into some congruency with that. So a couple of things with this. So Lacey Phillips, again, my, I'm her fan now. I like her. Um, so she was saying career at the manifestation level, career and money and relationship go hand in hand. So when you're, cause, cause they're like some, I don't know if it's like connected to the same part of the brain or something is like, once you begin to kind of amplify the career and maybe it's not for everybody. I don't know. So there's probably some really high powered women that have some really shitty relationships who knows, but maybe they don't really like their job. So, you know, they could probably not like the relationship too. It's probably like that too, but there is some correlation she says. So, you know, and part of that is because if you're doing well, I would, I'm going to assume if you're doing well in a career, your, your self-worth is going to in- increase. Mm. And when your self-worth increase, self-worth is really what creates these higher relationships because you're not going to put up with bullshit that uh, in order to sh- show some even an inkling of love. And so for your relationship, this man was mirroring to you, it sounds like, tell, tell us if you're, I'm incorrect, emotional unavailability at some point and almost like it seems like he energetically would fish you in to keep you or something like he'd give you what a little bit of what you think you needed and so then that hope this is what I'm reading with him that hope of like a glimmer like he gave oh oh you know what it is breadcrumbs so the breadcrumb man so they are like they think they're losing you and so they'll like write you a poem and you're like oh they love me. And it's like, what, when, when is that? Okay. You know, when is it just okay for a poem or something? You know, it's like, what do you really, and, and, and until that self-worth and self-love and really grounded, like self knowing who you are, having your own sense of self, you're not attaching to them for happiness then you can meet a higher relationship because there's no need from the other person. Hmm. So where in your personal life, so we're not even going to get to the relationship right now because that's going to play itself out because we're going to work on you. So where in your life, like what's your go-to with relationships, like your go-to thoughts when you're working with a man of why it's not working? Like it's, what do you project onto them? What are the main top main three? Mm, I would say a common theme is that I, I don't feel seen for the goddess that I am. Okay. Number one. I, so you need love and attention. I need love and attention. Yeah. And you probably need it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and I. Well, let me just think into it um, and think back. I definitely there's always that like if you would just do. There's me wanting to guide their ship. If you would just do life like this, this is how much better it would be. It's me being like I'm very dominant and I want to tell them how to live their life. Yeah, the male part of you is in balance there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Third. And do we love these? We love knowing these things about ourselves. So then we can just laugh. <laughs> then we're going to be like, oh, let's repaint this. Po- let's. So if we're the priestess, if you're really the priestess, I promise you that none of these things matter. Yeah. Because you're so busy being the priestess and you're so busy in love and in just. So, like, back, I mean, keep going with your third and then I'm going to, I'm going to paint you a, I'm going to paint you a, a painting. 
Yeah, there's definitely always the... Because I want to be more dominant in the relationship, I tend to attract in people who need to... I, I think they need to be fixed. They, they, you know, they're lower quality and they're lower caliber. Um, so then I can be the one on top. You know, I, I, I think that I've found this out recently through some meditation is just that I, my story that I haven't come into full congruency with is like my childhood and everything about me that always just seems really ghetto and, and hard and weird. And, um, so I feel there's, there's that piece of unworthiness, I guess, of no one's going to love me if they knew like my whole history and my story. So it's easier to pick some sort of dark shadow person, you know, in some aspect. Okay. Boom. Okay. Let's start with number three. That's the most powerful one. So all of these, so this is my third book, the original wound, which will be coming out within the next year. And it's about healing the different aspects. I mean, also of the feminine, but particularly of the male, the toxic male that lives within us. And that, so if we break down the toxic male that lives within us, it's one of them is the dominant male that needs to be in control in order to feel safe. And so it's like our overcompensation for everything, right? So that's one thing. So, so you think that you have done so much healing, but if you don't want, if you can't be transparent and honest about your history completely I mean, there's a part that if it's healed, you don't need to get into it because it's like, why bring it up? But there's a part of you that also hasn't fully gone into that history yet. If you're even talking about the fact that you don't want to talk about it. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just, there's a part of me that wants to feel understood. Um, and there's, I think that it's a little bit of... Uh, it's a stretch to call it a victim, but I want people to see me as the, like, the woman who rose above all of that, that, like, be so proud of me, all of that, you know, I want to be, so I share it in an interesting way. I, I'm not, I haven't fully sussed it all out, but I know that there's something deep and quite strange there. <laughs> so, so you're wanting, see, so like you're, let me go, let me read you one second. You're totally spiritual bypassing some things. So what it is, is that you, I mean, you know this, but I'm going to reflect it back to you. Is your go-to like sabotage or whatever that sort of like um, can ruin a relationship sometimes? I mean, just so you know, so the next time we're going to get into one, we're not, we're not going to do it is, is like, can't you see how wonderful I am? And I need to have your love and belonging and respect all the time. And if I don't, I'm going to slightly put you down so that you know how much better I am. Slightly. It's subtle. And, and I mean, we all do it as women. We are the most knit, picky, neurotic things. It's like, I, I used to do it all the time. Like, my ex-husband couldn't do anything right. The poor man. The man was like, he's like, I, he's, like just, he's just doing what he, he can only do what he can do. What am I going to do? Tell him he's not doing it on top and not doing it? He probably is aware he can't do it, but you have to, you cannot change the man. You can only change yourself and your perception of that. Yeah. And so that in yourself, I mean, it's so complicated. This is actually so multifaceted because it's, it, it, it's so many aspects of yourself you're talking about. Does this make, are you kind of getting uh -huh. a reflection of yourself right now is uh -huh. like you are nitpicking at them to change, but really it's about you changing. Mm. And then once you change all those things you see in them that are wrong, won't be there anymore or you will go to another man. So, so what it's telling me is that you've done so much work that you, you have done the, some, some great work or you would still be in that relationship. Yeah. Because you no longer need him. You no longer nitpick at, need to nitpick at him for what he's not providing you. Hmm. Which is like not having a baby, not whatever those, you know, let's say if it's sexual, financial or whatever. Those are just aspects of yourself where you necessarily didn't love yourself. 
And so you were looking to him to love you those places, to love you up and fill you up and love, you know, and so you would say, well, can't you see it in me to love me like that? If you need to ask for it, it's empty within you. Hmm. If you need to ask somebody else to fill that space within you, you need to fill that space within you. Relationships are very interesting in a way is like they don't have to be a certain way. And in this new age, they're going to be different forms. And so it's really the goddess, like creating the goddess is, is eliminating all these needs to ever, the, the women, the original birthers, the original birthers were something, created something called pathogenesis, I think it was called. They would recreate themselves. <laughs> they loved themselves. I mean, it's like you almost have to think about it. It's, it's just magical. They loved themselves so much. They just recreated themselves within their wombs. They didn't need anything outside of themselves. So this is the ancient Greek way of doing it. So they would make love with a god or they would go into the light and make love with the god. And then they would create I think it's pathogenesis or parthogenesis. I don't know. And then they would recreate and it was women. So this is in textbooks. True or not, we do not care. But it's they, they had the power to use sound and love and vibration and all the things I talk about in fertile and alchemy to manifest from these higher realms and recreate these and they would recreate women so then men started to come into the birthing chambers and they began to do this heroes gamos which is like making love in the light with these men and then that's supposedly how men came onto the planet so they're like okay we can experience ourselves through men so then from that we're only experiencing so if we're the creators of this world and we're birthing these men that are like, we're so mad at, we're only birthing aspects of ourselves that we hate. Hmm. And if, and this is my book is like, so if we're the birthers of this world, we created in our womb, we created everything. We did, we birthed them. So if we're hating males or we're hating even parts of aspects of our male, we're only hating ourselves and parts of ourselves. And those males are only mirroring it back to us. So so if we go back to the original form of the goddess, which is what you want to get to because we want – this is what your goal is. So other people's goals might be like getting Whole Foods <laughs> and like making dinner. <laughs> That's a great day goal. But your goal is like I want to be the goddess. So if we want to go back to the basic form of the goddess, the original form – they would use the high arts. They would use alchemy. They would use their mind to project their manifestation. They'd go back to my book, Fertile, and go into these aspects of the earth, wind, fire, air, water. That book is not just about the creation of a child. It's the creation of whatever you want form. And all of these things are formed in the high ethers. So once you make it to the high ethers, as you move through the elements of awakening, the ether is the highest element of creation where the God self comes through. And so... You become God on earth and every manifestation comes quicker. And when your self-worth is so high, you don't even get tested anymore. It just creates. You command it with your voice and it comes forth because sound was the first creation. Hmm. Just like in the Bible, first there was, I don't know, what did God say? First there was the word or something. <laughs> Whatever. But so back to pathogenesis. We never needed the male. We were just recreating ourselves and we were in such joy. Mm. And so now, basically, if we're, if we're experiencing a male from, that's outside of ourselves that isn't fulfilling us, we're somehow unfulfilled inside. And we're skipping that part of our own healing by projecting our needs to heal them. Mm. So you're wasting, we're wasting lifetime after lifetime or generational thing or whatever, projecting our need to heal them when it's really just about you needing to heal you. And then they love that. So they give us breadcrumbs to come to, to, get, to get us back because they, the male, the female does not need the male. Even in my clinic, I see it all the time. Donor sperm. Boom. We're done done yeah. we're, we do not in some ways we enjoy the male the male needs the creative force a female can self-awaken a male cannot awaken without the feminine we have the shakti the male will always call us in 
But it's like until you go into that all. So it's like your homework is to look at all the projections. This is I'm going to say the same podcast over and over and over because this is the book I'm writing is which just hasn't been written yet. It's just like creating itself in the ethers right now. And then it's coming through um, is just every projection you've ever had on a male of what they're doing wrong is the mm. lack within yourself. And that is where the work is to be done. Mm. And once there's nothing left to project or to react to the beloved comes through and the beloved is just complete happiness with whatever is occurring right now. And it is mm. coming in more and more for me. And it took a whole eight years to get to it of pain, particularly yeah. the last year. So reflect back to me what you're hearing and if this is helpful. Yeah, it is helpful. It's to me, it's like that true sovereignty. And I, I have this image where it's just like, you know, I hold this image in my mind of this goddess who just like stands and she just breathes so slowly and so much with so much purpose you know that's when you're talking about it she's just like standing right in front of my vision of this slow breathing on top of a hill looking at like the fertile landscape and just like is all of that you know like that's what I see and it's um yeah it's it's our work to do and I I have definitely been considering that with my past my recent relationship of all of these um, addictions that I wanted him to face and all of this and I've had to look and do my own inventory of what are my addictions that I need to face what are my bad behaviors that are keeping me away from my highest self. Exactly. So he had addictions. So anytime that you're projecting something on to them, it's within you. Yeah. It's hundred percent. And then if you think it's not, you're, you're just messing. You're just sabotage. Again, I love my sabotagers. I love that word, but you're just ruining yourself because, and it takes, so, it may take you five. It could take you 10 lifetimes to figure out it's you because everybody thinks it's somebody else, but Everything, the entire world, when you begin to fully awaken, the entire world is God speaking to you. I mean, it, I could, I could ask a question now and the answer comes in minutes. I could ask, I could pray to, you know, Yogi Bhajan and he'll answer me within an hour. He just says, give me an hour. And then the answer comes. And so the, these relationships are just just a greatest mirror of, of yourself and your self-reflection, but getting to that God self, which is clear and sort of just non-reactive and, and it's always taking time to get there. And, but the, the addictions are one of the biggest obstacle to experiencing that because the goddess doesn't have addictions. So if you're thinking, can't you see myself and my goddess self, and then you're going and going into your addictions, you're not fully there yet. Because hmm. the goddess, you know what I'm just, I mean, like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe your goddess does, but like, let's really look at like, let's look at like what a real goddess is, right? Is a goddess sitting on top of a mountain smoking? No. No. Right there. Right there. Right. So, and so we can yeah. make humor around it. So we, we have our, our ego creates this mirror of like, well, cannot you, can't you see this is so wonderful. And it's like, well, let's just like really look at ourselves in the mirror and see like, there's moments where we're not fully those things and that's okay. Yeah. But you attracted him. Thank God he had addictions. Cause then you can be like, I'm mad at him for his addictions, but what are mine? That's yeah. huge. Yeah. And if, and if a man's not intimate with you, I mean, where in your life have you pushed away love? Hmm. Because that's, that's the biggest thing that's going to happen in the next seven years is the heart chakra of the opening of the heart chakra and getting out of the mind and this new frequency of just being more present and more loving. And, and especially this year, 2020 is the year of the heart. And so we have no idea how much we've covered our hearts. And so it, right, it goes right back to you speaking about not wanting to talk about your story mm. because this is the original wound. You cannot open the heart chakra without going deeply into the original wound of your life. 
And, and we think we have, we think we have, we think we have, but the original wound of your life is something that typically follows you around and haunts you like a demon. And it will show up time after time, after time, after time. And then eventually, hopefully, if you're lucky in this lifetime, one of these demons will come to break your heart. And then from that deep break, you melt into the beloved. Mm. I mean, I wish it didn't take that. I wish that we didn't have to have some sort of a catastrophe. Like if you look at Mother Earth, which I talked about in Fertile, is on its natural, in its natural state, all the elements are in balance. You can go through and the rivers are flowing and the wind is blowing and there's no fires and there's no hurricanes but when the but when mother earth is out of balance a catastrophe occurs in order to create some sort of balance Hmm. and so that it goes right back into the creation of your own life so if we're a representation of again this is written in my book fertile which is available on mysticalmotherhood.com if we are a representation of mother earth the goddess in living form functioning breathing like her where are your elements off balance and what element are you in and how is that element ruining you? And so you can go back to my book fertile and read about it, which it's about pregnancy, but can be transferred to anybody, male, female, anything. It has Mm -hmm. not, it's just about the acts of creation and alchemy. And so mother earth wouldn't have to create its own catastrophe in order to heal. But it's like sometimes because we need to know what we're not to know what we are. Are these words hitting you anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my heart and in my belly. Like kind of like the first part of my thighs too. It's just, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I like seeing where I have done, I'm just laughing at the bypassing that I've been doing. And, um, and seeing the frustration of, you know, now I've left this relationship. I was financially dependent on him. I had to leave. I had to move to another state to have some support. I, you know, I had to leave my job, do all of this. And I'm just like, I'm so laughing at now I'm in this space of, okay, recreate my job, recreate you know, find what I want to be doing and nothing's been clicking and I've been so frustrated. And I just felt like if I did this move to, I don't even know why any of this is coming out right now, but if I, I thought, okay, if I, if I really made that move for myself and left that relationship, I just assumed that everything would so quickly fall into alignment. It doesn't take, it doesn't necessarily happen quickly for me. I made the movie a year and a half ago. It's only finally clicked. Yeah. I mean, just honestly, like now. Yeah. A jump shift, you know, and so it's, 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 you have to find out what element you're in. And I moved from the wind element to the earth element. So it just, the earth element takes time and, and in the ethers to create. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, if you're building a house, you're going to do it brick by brick by brick. And, and for you, if you're worried about having a baby, it's like, borrow money, take a loan out, get your eggs frozen, solve that problem. Then you're like, okay, I want some eggs. Fine. You know? And it's like, those are the kind of investments that are going to be better than alcohol, cigarettes, or a car or whatever. Right. So just, Mm -hmm. we don't have to panic about that. Just go do that. I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive. It's crazy, but maybe you could do a GoFundMe. Maybe you can ask your parents. And you can say, you know, I'm really scared right now. And I, this is my dream. But you're not going to lose anything by getting your eggs frozen. It takes two weeks. And you, I mean, it may not guarantee you a baby, but it's going give, to give you some peace. Wow. So just, just like think of the way. So rather than going into poor me mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like we all want to do that. But that's also part of the heartbreak to go into these aspects of self because you have to go through this heartbreak in order to find that true goddess. 
uh, that true self power, what you were talking about, you know, you're at that mm-hmm. independence. So when you're in a codependent relationship, it's karmic. Mm. It's always karmic. Any codependency financially, mental, particularly financially, but like anytime there's not a balance and people are not equal, it's codependent. Mm. When you're learning something, I mean, it's not codependent, it's codependent, but that means it's karmic. And so when it's above karma, there's no need from the other person. There's just an exchange of deep love and respect and creation, really. Does that, does that sound true to you mm-hmm. that you were working something out with him? Yeah. And then you worked it out and he maybe taught you, you know, 10 lessons that you <laughs> want to fix your own addiction, that you want to become intimate, that you want to, I mean, what else did he teach you? Thank God you found him. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so grateful in so many ways. Yeah. And that I want to have drive and you know he he came from family money and so he he didn't you know he never really worked he didn't have a lot of drive and that was something that really bothered me but also I was there with him not working a ton not having a lot of drive either and so I want my independence um you know I want to be independent I I definitely want to be intimate I want to be vibrant and um yeah. And, and aware, you know, or even more than aware. I don't know what the word is more than aware because I think I'm aware of my shit. It's just past it, you know, hmm. I would keep putting all these mirrors in front of him and I was never really looking at them myself. So coming out of that, I'm only a month out of the relationship. Um, and I'm able to start looking at those mirrors and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that. So, but really, it sounds like you were more like him than you realize. Yeah. And then that's what made you so mad. Yeah. Is, 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 is you were more like him than you realize and, and you projected on him all your, all the anger you had at him about all these different things, but you guys were probably acting quite similar. And then when you decided to want to change your frequency, either he's going to change with you or he can't. And you made the sudden choice because you got on a new path. Do not go back because if you go back, I mean, you're out now. You have the chance you're out, like you're on a new timeline. And that's what's so scary Mm. is when you – it's just the same as losing a job or a friend or something. It's freaky when you get off track on a new timeline because Mm. you are messing with the destiny. Mm -hmm. And so – you know, you're, you're, you're changing the root of the, you know, you might become more of the player than the ball. And so look at all those aspects of yourself that you learned from him. So you didn't like the addiction. You didn't like the lack, probably lack of intimacy. You didn't like, um, the not, you know, kind of being lazy and not really focused on, on the dream because, because we can all come down to this earth and not finish our destinies and then die and be like, damn, I didn't do anything. Mm. Smoked weed. Little loser. When we die, <laughs> we don't want to do that, right? And yeah. then you were gonna you were gonna have a baby because that's probably what he thought he was supposed to do, but it's not what he really wanted. Mm. Yeah, he was definitely looking at having a child to be another that aspect is- to fix him. And status quo. Yeah. A cover-up, you know, of like Mm -hmm. what you think it looks like to be an adult. Mm. And so for you, it's like back to my book, Mystical Motherhood. And that's why I wrote two different kinds of books. And the next one will be on a relationship so that women have like a whole series of like, how do you get your shit together before you have a child or while you're a mother? So that you can somewhat be a little bit better than your mom was and a little bit better than you think you could be so that they can make it. It's about their destinies, not ours sometimes. And so Mystical Motherhood, like my book available on Amazon on mysticalmotherhood.com is it's a basics for you to actually go back to. So it's based on Maslow's hierarchy. And they told me specifically to make that book on Maslow's hierarchy. And I don't think it's ever really been used as a basic of basis of a book And if I ever started a center one day, I would use that hierarchy as the basic theory of my center. 
is like you cannot move up the hierarchy into these high spiritual realms of alchemy, God self, or you know, the, this one percent of the population that experiences really high God like things until you have the basics. So you may be, you know, jumping off a cliff, you're down at, uh, am I safe? Do I have a house over my uh, head over, you know, a house over whatever, head house? And, you know, do I have food? And, and then do I have a job? And it's like, you just say, you just spend and you make, so this is how you're going to plan your life right now. Rather than saying, I'm a goddess. This is, I'm too good for this. I'm like, but you're just like, I gotta get my shit together. And I just jump shift, change my timeline. So the, so the goddess wants to come through. So honor her, but the goddess takes the steps to get there. And so you need to create a solid plan of how to do that. And that would be like, I will be working within one month. Even if it has to be something that you think that you, you know, is lower than you or something, you just have to make some money, right? Done. I will be living with an uncomfortable place that I like to live within a month, you know, or something like that. And then I can maintain my diet. That's great. Then, then while you're doing that, you have goals of these meditations you'll do every day. So that's going to raise your self-esteem. And as you're like, as you create your own community and as you create your own friends where you're living and as you create these basic foundations, remember we're building on the earth right now. You're in the earth, you're moving into the earth element because the water element was when you were trying to become pregnant, which is the emotional bodies that come up to see your subconscious thought forms. Then you moved into the air element, which moved you far away. The air element moved into your life. If you read, read my book, Fertile, you'll see what I mean. The air, the air element will take you out of things quick. It, it moves you quickly. So if like you have a fast change in life or you move across the world or you start pouncing around, that's the wind. That's like, nope, not supposed to be here. And it just moves mm. you. It's like a storm that runs through, right? Very quick. And it doesn't often stay in your life as long as you think it might be. So like I was in the fire element for five years, the earth wind element, like a year. It's just quick and powerful. And then the earth element is the building of the thing. So you can look to Maslow's hierarchy and not be not be too good for it because it's our basic. Like when I when I recreated my life, I had to build it brick by brick, and I was shaking to the core of. I had to rebuild my timeline, and I had to. But then it's so cool because you can use the energy of the goddess of like, what do I? This is if you don't look at it like, okay, so it's Maslow's hierarchy, but look at it as like, what do I want? What do I need? How do I want to create that? Hmm. And that goes back to the beginning things we're talking about is the, the ancient birthers, the Hathors and, and the women, whatever they were creating, these temples or these sounds or everything, in, which is infertile, sounds, harmony, um, high ecstatic states of you know, expression, creating a child, a husband, a house, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. And that's when you know, like, you have, you're going to gain your own power back. And you won't be codependent on anybody else to recreate it for you. Mm-hmm. Because why would the people that create the whole world need a male to give back their stuff? Like, if we're going into a, a feminine-run society, which is why all, it's going to why this is happening for many women is is why do we need them to give back what we we started we created them Hmm. and then we can love them for that but we shouldn't ever need from them as they shouldn't need from us on a on in a negative aspect thoughts no i'm just absorbing it all i'm just taking it in I love what you're saying. It's resonating. Yeah. So you, and, and part of this time is like an incubation period of planning it out. So go get some paper today's, you know, use this energy of today and, and write down what you need. Like I need this by this time. I need it. I demand it right now and, and see what it looks like. Close your eyes, feel it, know it. And then any part of you that thinks it can't get to it, then you can use Kundalini meditations to get to the subconscious patterning of why you think you don't deserve it. Mm. 
and your self-worth around it. And so the meditations and the spiritual work, if you're not meditating a minimum of 31 minutes minimum a day, you're spiritual bypassing, 155%. Hmm. Minimum. If you want to change your life, you need to do those meditations for an hour and a half a day. If you're ready to like, if you think like everyone I know that's like, yes, I'm meditating. I did 11 minute meditation. That's bullshit. You're not doing anything. Like, it's like you're getting started and, um, you're testing out the waters and your pinky toe gets in. And a lot of people will do these 11 minute meditations and then they'll, they do it for 40 days. And then they're like, I took a break cause I got what I wanted. Like I, for example, I gave a meditation to this woman, find a job and she did it for 40 days and then she manifested a wonderful relationship. And I said, so what'd you do next? And she goes, well, I stopped doing the meditation. And I said, why? You got the fucking relationship. The job's around the corner. Keep doing mm. the meditation. And mm. I mean, but her subconscious form, like it's going to win out to, 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 to not get her to her highest destiny. So it's almost like once we get what we're going to get, we stop doing the good work. And there's, of course, there's going to be ups and downs in our practice or our thing. But mm-hmm. if your spiritual bypassing is, is, can happen in so many ways and you have to really self-reflect on, I mean, I sure I do all of these things, yeah. but I don't say I don't. Right. I say I, I'm probably guilty of them all, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, yeah. um, but I'm telling you, if you're anyone who's listening, if you're not met, I mean, if you're meditating 11 minutes a day, you're spiritual bypassing. You're not really getting to the core of the issue. You cannot get to the core of the issue without a minimum of 31 minutes meditation. Mm. So pick, pick a 31 minute meditation, do it every single day and start to add to that and make your practice, make you rather than we think about all the time you spent getting mad at that guy and trying to fix him. What if you had taken all that time and just, I mean, hours, let's laugh about it. You yeah. spent hours trying to fix that man. Therapy, yeah. and blah, like whatever, like barf, barf, mm-hmm. barf, food. Mm-hmm. Here, take these vitamins. We'll have a baby. Here, here, do this. <laughs> oh, go to this therapist. Do this healer. It's like, no, yeah. just take that 30 minutes that you were going to give to him and put it back to you. Yeah. And see, and see if he changes. And if he doesn't change, see how fast you move out mm-hmm. and see how fast you don't need him anymore. And praise the Lord. Do you yes. see how, do you see how you spiritual bypass by projecting onto him? Oh yes. Yeah. And I, I could not see, like if that would have been a conversation we would have had a month and a half ago, I would have been like, no, you're delusional. That's your shit. You know, I would have projected it back onto whoever was trying to give me that mirror. And, but being out of that relationship, I, yeah, I've been looking at it and just trying to be like radically honest with myself, like that I was, we came into alignment together because we were in alignment and I have to see where I was in that frequency and that vibrational alignment with him. You know, because I kept being like, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand how this, how we came together and how this is so strong. It's like, oh, our dysfunctions, like they met each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I've talked about this in other podcasts. It's also the little girl and the little boy, whatever, stuck at whatever age, mm. met each other. So if you had trauma at eight and he had trauma at eight, oh, they love each other so much. They want to get together and be friends and. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, to like release that timeline, it's so interesting because the day that we met each other, it was so palpable to both him and I that we were supposed to have a child together. And so, leaving that, it's like, and you might have, you know, that might have been a karmic thing mm-hmm. that you had to play out, but mm. you just left the karma. Yeah. Because we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I might be wrong, but I'm going to guess that conversation somehow hit your consciousness and then your guides came in and you're like, oh, sh- crap. Mm-hmm. And that's so then 
I like, I don't know if it was me or whatever. Maybe I dropped an anchor in you and the first person to be like, you cannot do this. And probably everyone else is like, yeah, it's fine. Sounds great. You're living your life, you know, but like somebody has to come along and be a mirror of like reality. And that's what these Mm -hmm. podcasts are all about is like putting our stuff in our own faces of like, is this really going to work the rest of your life? Do you really want to live a life like this? Uh Yeah, no, our conversation was pivotal and it definitely, I had to see how angry it made me, you know, to really, to sit with that, like that reflection of this is all, this is how it's going to be. Nothing's changing. Nothing's going to change. And some of those truths that we had spoken about, um, and to see where they made me, you know, so frustrated, it's because they were true because it was like, ah, I really wanted it to be different. And I, you know, so I just, and then when it just kept being true, you know, planting that seed and then to have that to reflect on, you know, a couple of months later when nothing had changed. And I was like, Chelsea said that this is what was going to happen. Nothing was going to change. Yep. She's absolutely right. Like, and this is how it's always going to be. So I either have to accept that or leave. And this is what I, I mean, I I mentioned this in a previous podcast I I just did today and then another one and, and um, back to that book, how to spot a dangerous man. If you're in a relationship that's off kilter, it's in you. Number one, you need to go back to yourself and where is it in your psyche that that's appropriate and then if you're trying to change a man that has a pathological issue, um, you need to change yourself. Yeah. And once you begin to change yourself, you need to go deeply, take all that effort into changing that man, go back into you, change yourself, and you will not attract another pathological man. Of where's the pathology in your genetic line? And so you got to find that. And you are so you said in this you said in this recording. I don't like to talk about it to him or whatever. You need to begin to talk about it to you. You need to go to the original belief system, to the original moment in time, like the goddess would, and reprogram it. So maybe mommy or daddy had some pathology within them. Let's what call pathology. It doesn't matter. From their parents or whatever. Then you are like, this is what a relationship looks like. It's unintimate. And I'm not really connected to the person and it's okay for it to be dysfunctional. Hmm. And I, and that's appropriate because that's um, what I only know. And so Hmm. for me, it was more like, it's okay for relationships to be chaotic and it's okay for, I like to create, I love to create chaos. My, my go-to self sabotager, but now it's not my go-to sabotager before was chaos. I loved Hmm. chaos. Oh, oh, if I didn't have chaos, I mean, so even spiritual openings were chaotic even the joyous part of God got chaotic. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's just the pattern I've always known. Hmm. And so you go to that original pattern, that original wound, which when mine was the chaos of, you know, a mentally ill father. That was my I didn't understand. It. And there's other wounds around it, but that's my big cancer, you know, that creates the other um, the ma- ma- mass. What does cancer do? Growths. Right. And metastasizes. So from that metast, you know, like growing cancer, all my other stuff came out. And mm-hmm. so you got to know your, you, it's just like Ina May Gaskin said, you got to know the history of birth in order to change it. We don't have to go into it a thousand times. Know it exists, do the meditation, do the spiritual work and let it, that, that work change you. Don't go to therapy to talk about it. I mean, if you need to find it, find it. Then, Spend your time and energy on yourself and then everything else will come from that. Hmm. So your homework is to build your etheric realm, go home today, using Maslow's hierarchy, go to my book, pull out the Maslow's hierarchy from mystical motherhood and, and timeline your jump over the next year. And within it, say, if you're going to start dating again, if your consciousness needs that, be aware that until you fully change these patterns within you, you will attract it in another male. And mm-hmm. so if another male comes into your life and this will be a job or something, it's all going to be a test of your self-worth. 
And so if you have a certain job you want to make right now, okay, let's say you need to make some money, fine, take that job, but then have a goal of where you want to go and then see how the test will come in to say, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you won't go into me again and play this game? And you have to be like, no. And so as I was getting tested with males, I'd be like, no, no. I mean, and I caught myself, it was almost hilarious because it was like, the most hilarious things were happening. Like a boyfriend of 10 years that I've always wanted. I loved him so much. Calls me and says, I want to leave my wife. And I'm like, you asshole. It was a test, you know, like, you know, and I was like, that's the universe testing. Would I go back into that? Right. And I'd be like, it's not even, you don't even have to say no to them. You just energetically laughed at the universe. No, Mm -hmm. no. Mm, I love it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. This, okay, I hope this was helpful. It was so helpful. Yeah, to get all of that into. Yeah, so helpful. I'm very grateful for you. Good. <laughs>